Hi, and welcome to Short and Spooky, the podcast about horror and sci-fi anthology shows from the 80s and 90s. I'm John Sorrow. I'm Tom O'Flaherty. Let's get spooky. Hey, all right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Short and Spooky. How are you doing today, Tom? I'm doing well. We've got a, little, a slow start to the day as far as uh, getting ready for this. That's my fault. But how are you doing, Johnny? Uh, I'm doing very well. Um, right before we started recording, we were watching uh, some classic Simpsons. Simpsons. Gotta love it. Rosebud. Yeah, that was uh, the episode where uh, Burns uh, is looking Ubu. for his bear. Yeah. Um, but it got me thinking. We had discussed how much we loved uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Terror, uh, and uh, we had talked about doing an episode uh, about some of the, our favorite vignettes. Um, but I don't know if you know this, besides uh, one of the episodes we had planned on doing uh, from Hammer's House of Horrors, an anthology series from the UK, uh, there's another episode uh, of the Simpsons Treehouse of Terror based on an amazing stories episode called Hell to Pay. And that's about, uh, you know, your toupee basically controlling you and it's turning you evil. on words. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, the pun's amazing. Mm-hmm. Crypt Keeper would approve. Um but yeah, I was thinking we should do some episodes based on, uh, you know, the source material for some of those Treehouse of Terrors. Yeah. That's one of the first things John and I uh, bonded on when we met uh, five or six years ago was The Simpsons and all that stuff. So it would be right down our alley if we did that. And it'd be kind of fun to get, uh, you know, behind The Simpsons lore to it and into the actual source material, like you said. Yeah, I think... Um, you know the episode with the monkey's paw? I think that might be... That's ba- a reference to something else, too, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there's a, a Tales from the Crypt movie that came out in, like, the early 70s, and it doesn't really have anything to do with the show, but it's kind of a, a series of short stories where these people um, are telling their stories, and it turns out, like, at the end, they're all dead. Um, and was it the show... No, it was... It might not even be called Tales from the Crypt, but it's, like, something like that. Is it based off the comics? I don't believe so, or, okay. or maybe it's inspired by it. All right, I know, but I'm just I know I've seen something with a monkey's paw in it. So you know, we should do a little research, um, which is something we usually don't do. But let's do some research, and we'll uh, we'll see if we can make a, an episode about some of that source material. Oh, and the same thing for um, the episode where Horma goes back in time, and every time he changes it, the the present is changed. I love that one. Yeah, that's an episode of Ray Bradbury Theater. Um, Which we're going to do very soon. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's exciting to uh, to kind of find out where that all came from. Because I just remember being scared by the Simpsons Treehouse of Terror and just being like, woo, creepy. And not necessarily knowing where it's from. And then you're a little later being like, oh, this is a Twilight Zone. Or this is, you know, whatever. So, Do you have a, a specific uh, segment of one of the episodes of the Treehouse of Terror that particularly was actually scary to you? Because I know I have one that actually um, kind of scared me a little bit. It didn't actually scare me at all, but... Um, I'd say probably one of my favorite trios of, of horrors when, uh, uh, they go to Mr. Burns, uh, house and it's like a parody of, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought that movie was so cool as a kid. I've only seen it once when I was much younger. Yeah. I wonder if it holds up. We should watch it sometime. Sure. We should have a special episode where we do an actual movie. Okay. Well, it's long and spooky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember the one that scared me. Uh-huh was the one where they find out that Bart has the evil twin. Oh, yeah. And I remember watching that um, down at my best friend Alex's house. That's based on a movie. It is. Mm-hmm. I remember knowing that uh, years later. But the part that always kind of scared me was the beginning when he's like, 
Homer brings a fish bucket up into the attic and all that stuff. And then he's kind of sees like these eyes coming through like the, the vents and all that stuff. But and then the part that really freaked me out was when they leave Bart at home. They're like, well, we got to go and find him at the airport or find him at the train station. Everyone split up and go. And Bart's like alone in the house. And of course, his brother shows up. But then after that point, it, it becomes funny. Yeah. And it didn't scare me. But that, that whole thought of like someone like lurking in, in vents and watching you and in your house and not seeing you. Oh, yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Actually, that brings up a good topic of uh, what kind of what kind of things scared you uh, as a kid. Like, um, you know, today's episode, we're talking about uh, Tales from the Dark Side inside the closet. And, you know, a lot of kids have fears of closets or something under their bed or in whatever. And uh, since you, you know, self-proclaimed scared little boy, uh, scared. what kind of, uh, did any of those things scare you? Did you have any of those typical uh, fears? Yeah, growing up in New England where I grew up in a small town in an old farmhouse, uh, there was lots of just weird nooks and crannies. But the thing that scared me a lot was, was attics. Uh, and the closet in my bedroom was kind of creepy. There was, it was very large and like we didn't really go into the back uh, we should just throw our oranges from that my mom would put in our stockings from Christmas in the back there. Lame, Lame. stocking stuffer. Yeah, but everything else in the stocking was great. I think that was sort of like a lesson, like, you know? Just something to fill out the toe. Fill out the toe, yeah. <laughs> Every year. I'm like, Mom, you know you're going to get mad at me and like when you find this in June and it's like sprouting like fungus everywhere. But um, yeah, there was an attic in our storage house that was attached to the house I grew up in. And I had a very spooky experience once there. And uh, for so for a long time, I was scared of old, dingy little areas or crawl spaces and stuff like that. But afraid of the boogeyman or like well, you mentioned monster? before to me that the that you you were scared of the boogeyman as a kid. Um, what what to me? What does the boogeyman look like though? Well, I think the boogeyman it just kind of it 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 shifts. I think from different like what does stories, he do? Origins? What, like does he steal you? Does he just? I don't know. I, I was thinking, you know, it'd be really cool was to make a, a a movie about the boogeyman and like have wait, have rules that like kids to have. So it's like, as long as you have like the blanket over your head, he can't get you. But like you could hear his talking to you or like something like that. Or like if you like turn on a nightlight, he can't get you. Like you know, mm-hmm. like whatever little rationalizations you might have had as a kid. So like why you're safe, like those would be rules so that way the boogeyman couldn't get you. It's funny how that's like a universal safety feeling is being under the blankets. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, because that's something you're you're not really taught. It just it feels instinctual as a kid. Yeah. Because I remember being scared of things and just being like, I'm like like cramming myself under the blankets, turning my flashlight on. You keep your arms and legs away arms, from the sides. Yep. Keep your arms away from the sides and uh, and just not if you can't see it, it can't get you kind of thing. Yeah. I remember. I think you know the thing that scared me most was I had seen this movie called The Gate too about some kids who open up the gates to hell like in their basement and there's a scene in it where a kid like it, like has an eyeball grow in the center of his hand and it's like blinking and looking around and he like stabs it with a piece of glass and i remember just being so terrified that like that was gonna happen to me for some reason i'm like, like when you're peeking out from the blanket i don't know i it's just you know when you're a kid your imagination runs mm-hmm. wild but i don't hey. know i think it's just fun to think about you know what's kind of funny hmm. both heaven and hell Gated communities. <laughs> What's going on with that? Uh, I don't know. Is this your uh, uh, Seinfeld bit? What yeah. is the What's deal? What's the deal with gated communities in heaven and hell? That's... Yeah, delete that. All right. Well, let's see. Today, uh, you want to get into it? We're doing um, Inside the Closet. Do you know what episode of uh, Tales from the Dark Side this is? This is season one, episode seven. All right. 
and uh, well, we'll get into it. Yeah. So um, let's see. the The story starts. We see um, this old guy hanging out in his house. Uh, can we go back real quick? What do you think of that intro? Uh, it is very long. It's, and the, okay, this I, I so. John and I really don't talk about anything about the episodes before we get on air because we want to have it be very organic and genuine unless we do something where we're recording for the fourth time because we fucked it up or whatever or a cat comes in. But I was really wanting to get into this because I watched this on a stream mm -hmm. and I wasn't sure when I started it if I was watching it on uh, like three quarters speed for the intro. Oh, yeah. The the, the guy who's do, doing the announcement speaks very slowly. He's so slow. Uh -huh. I, I literally had to go back and like check the settings on, on everything. And then also it freaked me out because the one I watched was mirrored. Yeah. To like avoid, I don't know, copy piracy copy or something. Did you have the same thing for you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I was like, is this how every episode of this show is? I've never seen a, an episode of it before. All the credits are mirrored. Yeah. <laughs> you have to watch it in it, with your back to it with a mirror, like, you know. Yeah, You're shaving the back of your head or something. Well, yeah, the the intro is definitely lame. It's not even spooky. It's like just like I like the music. I thought I thought it was kind of cool. Well, I guess what I meant like it's all it is is like a B roll of like a countryside, and then like all of a sudden it just gets mirrored and slightly darker in tone. Mm -hmm. and like oh okay, I guess this is spooky, but I definitely feel like they half assed the intro for sure. He's so labored in his delivery. Yeah, it's it was I was like, is this man like. Did you have a stroke? <laughs> You're watching on 0.5 speed. Yeah. Uh, so it opens up to some taxidermy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was trying to figure out this the 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 old guy's name because I didn't want to like go on IMDb or anything. And I was like, is it Dr. Finner? Dr. Fenner. Fenner? Yeah. Feather? No, Fenner. Fenner. Okay. Well, yeah, this dude, Dr. Fenner, is hanging out in his house and uh, a girl knocks on the door. Uh, her name is Gail. And she basically says, uh, I'm here to rent the room. And uh, well, he opens the door and she goes, I called Dr. Fenner. <laughs> her delivery for all her lines in this movie were again a reason that I thought, I'm like, is this on half speed? Yeah. I mean. And then he would say something. I'm like, okay, no, it's normal. And then she would deliver these lines at like <laughs> half pace. Yeah, I mean the 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 way uh, the structure of this episode is pretty much A to B. You know what I mean? There's not a whole lot of uh, world building or character development or anything like that. Um, Nothing takes place outside of the house. Oh no, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a thirty minute short or twenty five, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I think maybe they're just like, oh, we got to fill up time. Can you do yours a little slower or something like mm -hmm. that? She's know. a a graduate student in fine arts. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that later in life. Oh, yeah. By the way, for this girl, I got to say it. She's a babe. She's a robo babe. Agree 100%. That yeah. was the, on my notes multiple times that it's wrote babe. Yeah. She's, she's, she reminded me of like a, a pre-Tiffany um, Amber Tyson. Decent. Oh, is that how you say it? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Kelly Kapowski. Let's yeah. be real. That's. But she's the same thing like that. 80s, 90s, babe, very tan, brunette, pretty face. Yeah. Uh, I saw a picture of her recently. Mm -hmm. Looks very different. Oh, really? Yeah. Does she look like crap? Or? Well, she's like, she's got like short, like a white hair buzz cut. Oh, she's old. Yeah. Old. I mean, this is from 80. 84. Okay. So, I mean, she was, that's older than me. Mm hmm. As you're as I, I was born. As you were born, yeah. 
Well, whatever. So yeah, she she uh, is a college student. I believe Dr. Fenner is a college professor, and he's uh, renting out his room on the top floor. So she goes up, and they go to take a look at it, and uh, it's so this- uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, like, the dude is just kind of creepy in general. He's walking around the room, like, looking at everything, and, like, you can tell he's got some weird experiences here, and he starts, you know, immediately talking about the closet and how she can't use it. It's locked, and he lost the key. Yeah, there's a, the, inside the room, there's a small door, like, about half the size of a regular door, and... They never really explain why it's a small closet. And why that's a, yeah, why would that be considered a closet? To me, that's a crawl space or like a, I've, I've lived in a house in, back in uh, Boston where I had one of those in my room and it was just like a storage space. Well, it's just, for the purpose of the story, it really doesn't matter. It could be a full-size closet. Absolutely could be. But, um, yeah, he's like, I'll take $25 off the rent. 35 Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, because she's not a smoker. Oh, I thought it was because it was his daughter's room or something. No, no, she's like... Because he, he explains to her, he's like, oh, there's a walkout. There's no fire escape. There's no fire escape, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I don't smoke. Also, she has no boyfriend besides her books. Oh, yeah. I'm like, girl that hot? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You're like, that's the hardest thing to believe about this episode. And she's smart. Yeah. Well, kind of. I don't know. I feel she's like. She's very brave or like or naive. Because like, you know, if I was this person going in and renting this room and this guy, you know, I'm going up to check it out. I'd be and like, guys, like walk around the room and be like, you can't get in like, this tiny little closet. It's locked. And yeah, this actually, is my he, daughter's room. He's inside the closet, like watching her change, like beating off. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. But yeah, there's this weird little door uh, closet, and he's like, it doesn't open, so don't even try it. And he's got the little dresser in front of it. Yeah. So that's like supposed to be, you know, not a big deal for her. Um, but yeah, so, so Gail. Yeah, the first night. Yeah, she unpacks, she goes to sleep. And they have that foot zoom to the door of the closet. Like, her foot is, like, out of the covers at the end of the bed. And they have this, like, really slow zoom in of the door with the foot at first in in uh, not blurred out. And then as it goes closer to it, it blurs out. And then it focuses in on the door. I'm like, why is the foot there? Yeah. like I get them thinking, like, oh, maybe this is foreshadowing to something. Like She's going to have her foot cut off. Or, like, something's going to, like, suck, a, like, blood out of her foot. Or this monster's going to have some sort of foot. Not fetish, but like some sort of... <laughs> That'd be great. Monster with a foot fetish. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was just like, why did why was like the director like, no, no, keep the foot in there. It'll help. Like you could just have the person in bed and zoom in on the door. Well, what I like about this too is it kind of, um, it also parallels some of the same things that we see in the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Uh, you know, not only do we see the door handle jiggling, later on we also see a pair of red eyes out of the dark. And I don't know, I, I felt like it was, um, as far as some of the themes and some of the uh, moments, kind of had some stuff to do with the Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, so that first night, she hears some, well, when they do the Zoom, you see the, the handle rattling. And she comes down the next morning and is like, there's rats. There's rats. And I mean, like, even if it is rats, like, you just move into a new place and you hear a bunch of rats and shit. Like, wouldn't you just be like, fuck this, I'm out, this dude's creepy and it's weird. I mean, she got 35 bucks knocked off that yeah. rent. That's a lot of money back in 84. Yeah. I, I, I was really curious. I was like, I wonder how much, like, her rent was. 30, so, like, where we live in the Bay Area, like, $35 in 1984 would be like, I'll take $600 off the rent because you're not a smoker. Yeah, for real. Uh, um... But yeah, so she goes like, okay, there's rats, and uh, the next day, like what, she's 
she's able to open the door. She instantly finds the keys that are like resting against the wall. Or they're like on a key hook. Yeah. Like inside the door to the bedroom. So, so she opens it and she gets the door open, but she doesn't like look inside or she turn on a light. She just, it's like blackness. There's, the, there's that it, one little corner you can see and she doesn't bother like trying to see anything else. And it's like, all right. And she's like, there might be a rat in here, but I don't know. It's not like I'm going to look in it. No, just put that rat trap in there. Yeah, that's one thing that like was frustrating to me is watching is like she doesn't show signs of actually being scared. She's more curious and just wants to get this rat problem solved. She doesn't have once at this point think like this is fucking creepy. There's something else sinister going on here. She's like, damn rats. Yeah, because well, she's focused on her graduate degree, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. But like the doctor dude just blows her off. He's like, no, no rats. It's all in your head. That's not happening. No possibility. It's funny, yeah, he's going, because it took me a while to realize what he did, what kind of uh, thing he taught at college. Uh-huh. Do you have that handy? Yeah, he's a uh, veterinar- veterinarian scientist or something. No, he's vet science, that's what it is. Okay, cool. But that's I know why he's... he has all the taxidermy, and then when she mentions rat, he's like, the only ones I have are in, what is it, from... Mal- Formaldehyde. Yeah, formaldehyde. I was like, okay. And he's just instantly out the door. Again, <laughs> warning sign. But she goes, okay, and then she's looking at slides of like weird art like i don't know what the hell she's just looking at slides in her room in the dark and she hears the rat trap go off yeah so uh you want to pick it up after this little break right from there oh yeah sure let's take a break i gotta get some sugar in my system and uh we'll come back and we'll uh take care of the rest of this see you in a few Welcome back from the break, everybody. We just had our little bit of candy, so now we're going to play our drop and then talk about it. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I'm eating it right now. Here we go. I want candy. Mmm. So we did Trolley's Soda. Trolley Soda Poppers. Soda Poppers. I love me some Trolleyos, some Peachos, you know, any of those O (laughs) Trolleyo candies. This one... I don't know if it's doing it for me. Doesn't do it for me. It's uh, we got flavors: cherry cola, regular cola, root beer, orange soda, and lemon lime. I love me. Sometimes some soda candies are cool, but I don't think this is no sugar. I don't really like it much, so I think I was going into it. I wasn't planning on liking it. I did skeptic. Yeah, the chew wasn't that great. Mm. Too much of a chew, in my opinion. You know what I'm realizing is all the trollios, they have extra sugar on the outside. So maybe that's kind of what this one needs. A little bit of kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Whatever the case, I won't get them again. It's okay to snack on for now. Uh, but yeah, let's get back to it. Uh, so Gail has uh, gone to go check on the rat trap because she heard it go off. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night. Yeah. And can't get the door open Can't get again. the door open. Doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, so she goes to bed. And in the middle of the night, the doors open. Pretty much right. Almost immediately. Almost immediately, yeah. And we see a little POV shot of something coming out of the closet. Something short. Mm -hmm. I Uh, like this part. Okay, yeah. That part to me was the first part. I was like, oh, that's kind of creepy because it's it's that fun little, um, you you can't see what the the spooky thing is or the creature or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, and you're waiting for it the whole time. You're like, finally, let's get to it. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of in this episode. Yeah, it's a lot of anticipation. So yeah, the thing like comes out, crawls underneath the bed, and we see she's climbs back in the bed. Her like a a little she sits white. down on the bed, <laughs> and she picks her feet up. And as she picks her feet up, this tiny little 
baby hand basically <laughs> like takes a swipe at her like what was he even gonna do i don't know it was just like really like it was supposed to, i'm sure it was supposed to look like it was done fast but it looked like slow as hell just the, that's the theme for this episode yeah um but the hand doesn't grab her mm-hmm. and we see a pair of like beady little red eyes that looked like terrible pink eyes it looks like i don't know ridiculous it didn't look realistic at all but what was cool is you're like okay this for sure isn't a rat. It's a creature. It's something something or others under this bed. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't do anything. So it almost grabs her leg and then just, oh, didn't get it. Yep. No big deal. You I'll get, regroup. And come you only back get later. one try. It's like the you know the claw game when you go into the some place to try get like the the stuffed animal or a toy. You get one chance. You get that one chance. That'll be a dollar. That'll be a dollar. Yeah. Well, I've never been good at that game. I I don't think I've actually ever gotten anything from one of you. Uh, twice in my whole life. Whoa. Yeah, but it's get? rare. Uh, I got one that was like uh, a stuffed bear with a mohawk. Cool. Um, that was one more recently, like maybe two years ago. And then when I was a kid, there was one that was like a spider. It was like a big fuzzy ball with legs out sticking out. Was that the laundromat when I was a kid? Is, do you notice nowadays they're like phone covers and stuff like that inside of them? Or it's like a minion or like, you know, some like something. It's branded content. It's a Minecraft like yeah. toy or something. It's $20 to the, you know, your Verizon store. Yeah, because if it's just a generic stuffed animal, no kid's going to drop a dollar no. for that. It's got to be something they know. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so once again, Gail's like talk, talking to Dr. Fenner. Or was it Fenner? It's Fenner. Dr. Fenner. And she's like, the rat moved my trap. And he's like, whoa, what do you think this rat was eating? Rutabagas? Rutabaga. I... <laughs> Literally paused and rewound, and I was like, I have to hear this again. I did not believe this. Rutabaga? Yeah. He and goes, then he's implying this is some sort of, like, secret of the Nim kind of thing. Where he goes, like, rutabagas are brain food. Brain food. So he these goes, rats are smarter, and he's like, they're smart enough to avoid it, but they're not smart enough to, like, utilize it for their own attack, <laughs> because she gets her finger caught in it, and her finger bleeds. Yeah, but it's just funny, because, like, like, the way, he's, like, so condescending to her, yeah. like, you dumb bitch, like... He teaches veterinarian science. Yeah, he should. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just rid- ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't know if you did any research on this, but I, is that true? Is there anything to oh, rutabagas? I, I couldn't there... find any trivia for this episode, so I should have looked up some of that. Um, but yeah, so Gail re- uh, returns home one day uh, to find the small door open. And this time inside the door, there's like a bunch of little girls' clothes in there. Yeah. And like, I was just dolls. Like, yeah, and I'm like, you can never see this before, and I'm like, I, I wasn't sure if, you know, maybe the the door has different things in it, or I couldn't, I didn't angles. understand a single thing about that either. I I couldn't wrap my brain around why this would just for this one part is suddenly like, hey, there's stuff in there, like, and that's when she reaches her hand in. Yeah, she puts her hand in there, and then like blindly just feeling around, and then she gets the rat trap on her hand. It's like, well, what'd you think? Didn't you put a rat trap into there? I yeah. don't know. It was just, again, the, all these inconsistencies just led me to believe, uh, I don't know, maybe the editor was, I don't know, on drugs or not paying attention or just yeah. filmed so horribly that this is the best they could cut it. And I don't if, know. And if, you're, if I'm in her position, I find this closet suddenly full of all these things that weren't there before. The last thing I'm going to do is start, like, you know, reaching my hand into, back into a place I can't see where anything is. Yeah. You know, pull stuff out and, and see it. I'm just going to reach inside of there. I mean, let's say there is a rat in there. Do you really want to put your hand yeah. in where there's rats running around? No. Eh. 
whatever. Maybe she's into it. <laughs> so she goes, she talks to um, uh, Dr. Fenner, and uh, this is like one of the only exposition parts is Dr. Fenner's like, oh, that was my daughter's room. And I thought like at first he was going to be like, oh, yeah, my daughter died. But then he goes, no, my daughter's name is Margaret, and she lives in Vermont with her boyfriend. And I was like, oh, so she paid for four years of college, <laughs> two graduate schools, and now she paints houses, houses in Vermont. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so nothing tragic has happened with this daughter. It wasn't like a mutated little girl or anything like that. It was just like, hmm, yeah, unrelated. Unrelated. No, I thought that... Uh, Maybe that's why he has all the little girl dresses in there. It's like, it's hard to find something that'll fit in here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was odd. Definitely I, odd. There was like a lot of stuff that I felt like was maybe cut that they were going to use. Or the story was dulled down. Yeah. He talks about his sense. wife. Oh yeah, his wife. The cancers. Yeah. The way he d- delivers that too is really it's awful. <laughs> dramatic. It's like a lump. <laughs> You're like, what? Is that yeah. a lump? Was that her name? Oh no, a lump on her breast, <laughs> a mastectomy, and then another lump, and then one other lump, <laughs> another mastectomy, and then I wrote down. Uh, what was it? As uh, a lump in the breast. Oh, spleen, liver, death. Yeah. I'm like, what? This guy is a scientist, veterinarian, because he's so sterile. Cold and clinical about yeah. it. But, I mean, if she knows there's something living in there, when, why not, like, move out? Or at least block the door. Like, do something. Like, clearly something's happening, and you're just being too passive. Like, you're you're interested, but... You know, so oh, I agree. Take care of it. Do mm-hmm. something. Uh, so another, once again, in the middle of the night, uh, the door opens and she uses her flashlight. And this is where it, we finally see what's it's in time it. for the showdown. Yeah. The reveal. Uh, we see a small, like pale monster. Um, how would you describe this monster? Like a little kind of golemy, like like from Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a little that. more like like a sharper more the teeth are more featured as far as you know not, not hidden behind lips or anything like that very long forearms yeah and the claws are a lot bigger than the little looks the, the hand when they when he swipes or it, she swipes at the the feet in the earlier scene is much smaller than the ones when she is attacking our main character gail yeah so because the monster like sees her freaks out and like jumps on her back and is like clawing her back up and all this stuff and, instantly yeah instantly it's on her and it's so funny she's standing up and it looks like the actress like had this thing on her shoulders and just like jumped and landed on her back like it looked like it crushed the monster but it was just funny because i'm like how did it pull her over like that like yeah he knocks her head in the ground also during this scene you get a nice little leggy almost booty shot <laughs> i really enjoyed that uh you like that one here? I, I, I can drop it one more time for you here. Oh yeah, why not? She's a babe. She's a robo babe. <laughs> Twice in one episode. Um, but yeah, this thing pulls her down, clawed her up, and then it drags her into the little small closet. Yeah, and then we're assuming eats her. Uh, well, yeah, they don't really show anything. I'm, I'm guessing it, the noise she got it killed makes, too. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, and then. But the next scene we see is, like, the next day. He's talking to Mrs. Ainsley, your mother. Dr. Fenner's talking to Gail's mom and is like, no, I haven't seen her. Like, I don't keep track of her. And then while he's talking to her in the background coming down the stairs, we see the monster walking Mm -hmm. down the stairs. And you're like, oh, shit, he's about to get this dude. And then he turns around and, like, picks it up and kisses it. Well, he also, like, 
yells like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, oh, man, he's getting eaten. And then he's like, oh, I just stepped on you or like, or like something. And he picks it up and is like baby talking it. Yeah. And he's like, go upstairs. I'm going to tell you a story and tuck you in. And I'm like, y- you know, what would have been great is if they had something where he had talked about like mysterious creature on exposi- expedition of him or talked about like, what the hell is this thing? Where did it come from? Like. Was the story about his daughter in Vermont made up? Like, is this his daughter? Is this his daughter? There's a lot. So, um, why don't we uh, get our final thoughts about this episode? Okay. Uh, And what's before that, let's discuss what you think was actually going on with this critter. Okay, so let's... Okay. So, we don't know what happened to Gail. We don't know if she got eaten. We don't know if she got killed. We don't know what this monster is, where it came from, what its agenda is. I guess... I would assume it was a monster that this dude discovered. He like takes care of it because his daughter is all grown up and moved away. And his now daughter he- sounds like a like a rebel. Like she never lived up to his expectations. He lost his wife. So wait, do you think he knew this girl was gonna get killed by the monster? Yeah. Do you think that this girl was the first girl that he did this with? I'd have to say no. Okay, so then that means, okay, so his gig is just hiring young girls to come into his house and get eaten by his little monster. I guess so. That sounded funny. <laughs> yeah, hiring little girls. Someone cut that into a, to a edit. But, you know, whatever. It was a, it was a weird deal for sure. Um, what do you think was going on there? I don't, I really don't know. Um, there's a lot of this episode that... <laughs> a lot of head-scratching moments. A lot huh? of head-scratching. The whole thing was pretty much, um, there was part of me that at first initially was like he's gonna have his daughter locked in this closet Mm -hmm. like she either was a freak or you know who knows what but then uh you know we find out it's this little monster once the the reveal comes with the the hand and the eyes uh in that first scene we need the first person little camera segment but I couldn't tell. I'm like, because they kept on cutting to the taxidermy, like right after they'd show the monster. I'm like, mm-hmm. is this something that he found that he created? Because he, you know, he's got a lot, he experiments with like this veterinarian science. Is he, Ooh, you know, is, he created, is this it. He created because cool. he, tr- he treats it like a, like it's his child. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a parent and probably never will be, but uh, I just have a hard time assuming that you would be so compassionate towards something that you had just found. And if it has murderous intentions, what's it? What's keeping it from murdering you. you? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think he probably created this thing from like splicing together some some DNAs, some critters. You know, it, it kind of to me it looked like what maybe a chupacabra would look like. Hey, but okay. you know, this it doesn't, doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, it doesn't. But okay. that's why I, I spent a lot of time uh, over the last few days like thinking about it, and uh, I couldn't come to any conclusion. I don't. It's obviously not the daughter. It might be his creation kid. But I don't know. There was not much conclusion to it, and that's going to factor into a lot of my creepy crawler ratings. Okay. Well, then let's get down to it. Let's do a little uh, creepy crawlers right now, okay? Creepy crawlers! All right. You want to go first or second today? You can go first. <clears throat> All right. So, Tales from the Dark Side, it was in a TV show that I watched a ton as a kid, so I don't really have the nostalgia factor for this. I did see the Tales from the Dark Side movie quite a few times. Um but for the TV show, I would only catch it occasionally. Um, what I like about this episode is that it's got a monster. I always loved in any of these anthology shows when there actually was a creature. And, and I'm not just, just like the 
in this yeah. direction monster kind of thing. And I mean, as far as a small monster goes, it's pretty cool. Like, I, I feel like having a fear of something that you could easily kick over is not easy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a little critters or goblins or gremlins or any mm. of that stuff. Anything that's small or, like, just, like, kick it, get out of there. It's, like, like doesn't have the strength. Yeah. But um, as far as the way it actually looked, I'm like, hey, someone put some time into this puppet. You know, it, it's eyes move and that kind of stuff. So I was like, hey, cool creature. Uh, as for the story, it does drag. Um, but overall, I'd give it, I'll say, five creepy crawlers. I'd say it's pretty right down the middle for me. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, real quick, had, had you seen this episode as a kid? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. So I was going to ask you that, but I'm going to interrupt you during your rating. But um, as far as my rating goes, um, was not a big fan of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool in concept, you know, creepy something in the closet, which is a pretty straightforward, classic kind of trope to scary stuff. But I didn't like the acting. I didn't like the directing of it. Uh the girl was a babe, so that helps it a little bit. But uh, the monster to me wasn't that scary. He looked goofy into your like <laughs> you kind of said earlier. Like this one, those things that you could have just been able to kick this thing over. Yeah, it's got some sharp claws, but <laughs> you're you know four times the size. If you could kick it right across the room, like 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 mini me in uh, in the second Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it dragged too long. It was only one or two scenes where I thought were kind of cool. It was like the first person one I liked. Um, it was confusing. There was no real uh, solution as to what the creature was. It left me with more questions than answers. So that being said, it's going to be my new lowest rating of three creepy crawlers. Oh, snap. Yeah. Uh, that's fair enough. <laughs> it just wasn't that great. I get into it okay so since you pretty much have to be inebriated what kind of drinking game rules do you want to make all right well this one you have to be real inebriated so definitely anytime she delivers a sentence in like two different parts where she's like i called dr fenner <laughs> how about every time they say rat rat yep um <laughs> talk about rats a lot Drink twice when that the missing swipe by the monster. Oh, how about every time you see a taxidermied animal? Oh, that's a really good one too. Oh. Um, uh, anytime he, uh, he every like, time you feel like the baby talk is too much, like give it a rest. Because <laughs> I feel like end. he keeps going with it. Yeah. He. Uh, let's see. Nah, that's pretty much about it. All right. Cool. Anytime he kind of like walks around a room like vaguely explaining something from his fucked up past life or like his the previous points of his life but that's mm. about it All right. I, I didn't like this episode hey man it's tales from the dark side not tales from the crypt <laughs> <laughs> um so uh speaking of uh actually not tales from the crypt you know what so last episode we did was amazing stories mummy daddy and tom hated it so much that he wanted to uh pick uh, one of our next episodes. So mm-hmm. you decided on what? Uh, well, I I wanted to pick something that I'd never seen, which is most of these shows, but also something that John hadn't mentioned before, something that he'd watched. So uh, next episode is going to be Freddy's Nightmares, which is a, a show that's an anthology series where Freddy is the Tales from the Crypt kind of host person where he has these stupid, horrible puns yeah. in the beginning. 
uh, and this one is called Silence is Golden. Yeah, you know what's funny? I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, so we got the Crypt Keeper doing these anthology shows. We got Freddy Krueger doing these anthology shows, and I was like, man, it'd be great if there was like one more, so you could do like a fuck Mary kill of like all like the hosts. Jason or something like that. Well, yeah. Well, there was a Friday the Thirteenth show, but it yeah. wasn't anything to do with that. But I was no. like, hmm, do any of these other shows have a have like a, a host? Hosts? We and might I was be like, able to. I'll look through Ray Bradbury Theater. So it'd be Crypt Keeper, Freddy Krueger, or Ray Bradbury. Fuck Mary Kill. Oh, I'm marrying Ray Bradbury. Okay. I'm I'm <laughs> killing uh I'm killing the Crypt Keeper. Uh huh. And I'm fucking the brains out of Freddy. <laughs> Think about that. He's got all. He can just make shit happen. Yeah. He give you a fucking, you know, he can just grow, probably grow a big old dongler. Yeah. Satisfy you. Or a small one if you like that. You know, I was thinking, I was like, well, I definitely wouldn't want to marry the Crypt Keeper because those puns will get old so quick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but I don't know get... if I want to kill him. I like, I like having him around. And I feel like I would want to marry Freddy Krueger because he seems like he loves his job. He seems, you know, he's creative, spontaneous. I feel like we'd have a lot of fun together. But also, if he really is a pedophile, maybe there'd be something missing from our sex life. I don't know. So I guess well, I... you know he's going to be good at uh, dirty talk. <laughs> it's going to be pun-filled dirty talk, but you're going to be lots of bitch. So I guess I'd fuck the Crypt Keeper, I'd kill Ray Bradbury, Bastard. and I would marry Freddy Krueger. Why are you killing Ray Bradbury? Well, one of my favorite authors of all time. Well, well, it's your, it's your yeah. between the between the two. It's got to be that. Um, but yeah. So anyway, next week uh, we're gonna do what? I have one trivia. If you want to do a little trivia. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me uh, cue up your music. It's nothing interesting. We could edit out that little awkward silence too. Tom's trivia. <laughs> Wasn't a lot on this one. If I, uh, that's a continuing theme, it seems like. Uh-huh. But uh, the only thing that I found kind of interesting or coincidental, I guess, was uh, the main character's name. The female's name is Gail Ainsley, mm-hmm. and uh, the actor who plays Doctor Fenner went on to play one episode of uh, Frasier, where he plays uh, Doctor Ainsley. So it's a little coincidental that oh he's got the last name of the female lead character in this one. I wonder if he like loved doing this show and I was, was curious. Like, he's like, I gotta pay homage to my favorite role I mm-hmm. ever played, that creepy fucking doctor who yeah. loved his monster. Doctor Fenner. Uh but yeah, but he died a couple of years ago, so we'll never know. Oh well. Good riddance. Rip. <laughs> Good riddance, wow. Um but yeah, so next week uh we're gonna do if you wanna watch along with us, uh an episode of Freddy's Nightmares called Silence is Golden. And that's uh let's see, it's season to episode seven if it makes it easier to find it for everybody all right cool so as usual if you guys want to shoot us an email uh hit us up at short and spooky at gmail.com follow us on twitter at short and spooky.com uh by the time we start releasing these i will be actively trying to have a social media presence which is something up a storm i'll do my best but i hate facebook i I don't have twitter but i'm gonna do it sounds like the perfect person to manage our twitter you know what yeah (laughs) Maybe I'll be good at it, and probably not, but I'll do my best. But feel free to reach out again, ask questions, give us suggestions for episodes, talk about some of the things we've asked each other about. You can tell us about your spooky places, your things that scared you as a kid. But 
as far as everything else, just, you know, stay spooky out there, guys. All right, take it easy. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>